Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. And uh, we're here for another weekly installment of the most exciting podcast in all of Aldi. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go one step further. Are there any other Young County podcasts? I don't know. That would be something to How find out. How do you out. find out? I don't know. Your phone? Look it up real quick. Uh, Google, um, yeah, oh, I don't know how you would look it up. Graham, Texas. <laughs> I know we're the only one in Olney, at least that I've heard of. Unless there's a competing podcast in, coming out of Olney. This is a... I mean, our podcast probably represents... You know, when you couple that with our church's YouTube feed, uh, you know, the majority of the multimedia coming out of Olney. It looks like... Um sermons sermons are all there are yes yeah Yeah, i think there's probably some sermons dr bumpus yeah dr mark bumpus i love that guy he's he's on he's a great guy he's on itunes he was at the vacation bible school seminar that i went to on saturday oh yeah yeah he's just a really good guy interesting he his brothers were coached by one of the deacons in our church Years and years ago. Really? So Don Barry coached hmm. Dr. Mark Bumpus's brothers. And then, you know, here they are in Young County. They should start a podcast. That would be a <laughs> you know, connection right there. <laughs> Bumpus and Barry. <laughs> it has a ring to it. It does. So I just found out um, something that really blew my mind uh, that Melissa asked me if I've seen something. It's, it's if, if, Famous literary characters had Twitter, or well, sent, mine. The, what I saw was um, if they texted. If they text messaged, so you know I'm fascinated right now with the brooding Mr. Darcy uh, from uh, Pride and Prejudice, and it turns out that Mr. Darcy texts, and then we looked up and he has like ten Twitter accounts, and they're all awesome. Yeah, they're really funny. Yeah, so that's cool. I don't know where I was going with that. Why? We, why were we talking about that? Oh, because we're going to watch Dark later. Yeah, because we're just kind of going through every masterpiece. Every BBC masterpiece theater. that there was. Yeah. Do you remember when, when you were a little kid that, did y'all ever have, did y'all have PBS and Gorman? Were you able to get it? I think so, because I watched Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. And then, you know, uh, they would have masterpiece theater, but it had a really creepy intro. Do you remember that? No. Like the intro had... I don't know. It kind of looked like it was black and white and had some strange art. It was animated. Does anyone mm. remember that creepy masterpiece theater animation? And it would, I don't know what they showed afterward because I would just turn it off because it scared me. Mm. But I think it was just Agatha Christie movies. I don't know. But then, you know, I never watched masterpiece theater ever. Yeah. Until Downton Abbey, I guess, right? Was that our I don't know. foray into masterpiece theater? Oh, man. Good old Downton Abbey. And then I found out this week that the rumor on the street is that Julian Fellows is writing a prequel to Downton Abbey. Amazing. So, I'm Julian Fellows. Welcome to my show. I am really pumped about that. Well, so apparently, it's going to start when... Oh, Miss Patmore comes to the house? When Mrs. Patmore is a kitchen maid. Okay. So when Miss Patmore is Daisy. Yes. Yeah. That's good going to be a good good show 
Because Julian felt we watched another one that he did, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, Dr. Thorne. Dr. Thorne. It was a good one. Dr. Thorne. That is a good one. It's a good show. And he, and Julian Fellows does like this Alfred Hitchcock introduction to each episode. I'm Julian Fellows. That's how he talks. Welcome to the show. That's not how he We talks. love Dr. Thorne. <laughs> He's British. All the characters are very complicated. He sounds just like Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> and his tie is on way too long. I'm like, is he taking dressing cues from, from Trump or what? I don't know. Did you notice that? I did not know. No, his tie was like down to his knees. <laughs> like, come on, man. All I could look at You're is, Julian was Fellows. the fireplace in the background. Yeah, no, it was, it was such a tiny room, too. Yeah. Why such a little room? I don't know if this is interesting to listen Probably to. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So that, that's really where where our entertainment because we can't. There's nothing. I mean, the kids are binge watching Star Trek the original series, and which then, is really really good too. It's Except good. my complaint with it is that every, I mean, almost every single episode has an alien woman it's kind of, dancing. Yeah, it's kind of, or she's kind of nakedy. Yeah. Like she has wears dresses with no sides. Like really big hair. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. It's strange. It's so odd. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And like big capped teeth. Like they all got beautiful, right. gigantic capped teeth and big hair. And, and um, very, very little clothes yeah not wearing very much clothes but all and all the crew all the women on the crew are wearing mini skirts i know it's crazy they're fighting aliens in mini skirts and <laughs> go-go boots and stuff yeah. starfleet really you know they really got it together <laughs> but then you can you know and then you've got the other series out there and then you know um so an interesting thing about the, so adelaide's got the flu and i'm really paranoid um that I'm going to get it, and I don't want to get it, and I feel good today, so hopefully I didn't get it. You don't think I've got it, do you? No, I don't feeling, think you've okay, got it. Okay. I think you're very paranoid, though. I know. I just, I, I, my, my head, like, I'll stand up, and I'll get lightheaded, and she was saying she was lightheaded, and then I think, well, it's probably just, just my blood pressure medicine making me lightheaded, and then my knees hurt, and my joints ache, and I think, oh, no. And I, I think I, you're just getting then old. Then I break into a cold sweat. <laughs> I think you're an old hypochondriac. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. <laughs> so anyway, well, I just don't want to be, I don't mind getting the flu. I just don't want to be the guy that gave it to somebody. You know what well, I mean? Well, at this point, I mean, it is everywhere yeah. in Alney. I know. So today, apparently, there were 41 <clears throat> kids out of the elementary school or something that were absent. And, that, so, and that's we know we live in a town that only had thirty five. It only has thirty five hundred people. Yeah. So the school's not that. That's a big chunk of kids uh, to be missing from school. But anyway, so Adelaide binge watched um, Star Trek. We were watching the third season. That's how many they've watched. They've watched like sixty two of those episodes. Yeah. You know, in like what four weeks? I mean, it really hasn't been that long since they've been watching. Maybe since around Christmas, since they've been watching. Um, I guess it's been a little while. That makes it sound like we're just letting them sit around all no, day they, and but watch they'll, it. But they'll watch like two episodes in a row. Yeah. And then we're like, turn the TV off. But I mean, we're hardly ever home for them to watch it. Yeah, I don't even know yeah. how they've watched that That's many. That's all that they've done. It's, well, they've had a few Saturdays where they've gotten like five in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm serious. Couple That's in the terrible. morning, couple in the afternoon, one at night. Their yeah, brains are turning into mush. I don't know. See, I think those shows are stimulating. I'm not just talking about the girls that are, you know, wearing the dresses with those sides. But like today, one of the episodes that we watched, I was going to talk about, was, you know, based on the story of Helen of Troy. Uh, 
in, and I guess is that in the Iliad? I don't, I don't know. Odyssey, one of those Greek-sounding plays or whatever they are, and then and it was based upon the Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare. So I mean, they were basing these stories. They were, they were. It was a cerebral type show, you know, just yeah. set in outer space. And uh, the new Star Treks are more like action movies. You know, where they're flying around and things are exploding, but n- not very much stuff explodes in the original series. Hey, what happens in the old Star Trek is just a lot of hand-to-hand, like, fist yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, Kirk's shirt always gets ripped. That happens in the first he's, season. He's by yeah. far the toughest captain. Oh, man, they're, they're, they're a lot of fighting. Yeah, you go into outer space and it just winds up being a bunch of boxing, you know. Yeah. They probably didn't anticipate that, but the budget was low. So and, any, and he and honestly, he fights his own crew as much as he fights aliens. <laughs> yeah, he's just always fighting people. <laughs> it is silly, but it's but I think they're good. I think it's a good shows to watch, and and it it kind of I don't know. I've, it's fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. fun. They've enjoyed it. Yeah. And and I don't think that they're really interested in watching any of the next the next generation or whatever. I think it's just kind of their speed. But this show today, the woman. Uh, was a was a Vietnamese French Vietnamese actress. I can't remember the name of the of the episode. It was one of the l- last episodes and a huge budget because the woman changed clothes like every scene. Um, and it was uh, that was the one based on the Taming of the Shrew. And they said I looked up in the compendium that you can look online. You can little details about the episode makes it more interesting to me. And they said that uh, during the filming of that particular episode that Robert Kennedy was assassinated. And so, you know, you you don't think about like the actual historic. So I started going through the episodes that I could remember and looking like whenever they were aired or when they first aired or when they first were, when they were filming it Mm -hmm. and thinking, wow. So, you know, what was happening in 1967 and 1968, a a turmoil, you know, uh, with the elections, with, hippies and and all this so like all the flower power stuff and sometimes that flower power stuff kind of seeps into the episodes oh yes like we're in the, when they're in the deck and there's hippies there or something you know it's yeah. kind of, you can tell the kind of thoughts, oh it's a 60s thing but you know it it all looks so different than what the times look like yeah and i'm always surprised by that when you see pictures of you know in my when i was growing up in my mind the 1960s all looked like woodstock and then you would see pictures of your parents, like in 1967 and 1968, and they're just clean cut, you know, wearing regular clothes, mm-hmm. doing regular things, you know. So, I don't know. It's it's strange how we perceive certain decades. Like, I wonder how the kids perceive the 80s. Well, Adelaide thinks the 80s are just the greatest time that ever was. Yeah. And I think, you know, when she's picturing the 80s, she's picturing... In her mind, it was just really cool, and everybody was beautiful. And, you know, I mean, the actual 80s were actually, it was a very ugly time style-wise, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The hair was bad. The clothes were pretty bad. The makeup was bad. Everybody's teeth were bad. (laughs) I don't know. I guess so. I guess so. That was pre-braces Oh, We were were getting braces. In the 80s? Like in the late 80s. There weren't weren't that many people getting braces. You don't think so? I think think most people were getting braces. Maybe just not where you lived. (laughs) I don't think that was a thing out there. Like We lived in cities that had dentists. Burn. We didn't have a dentist in, in Gorman. We did not. You had to drive to De Leon. But Gorman is a town of 1,200 people. Yeah. I mean, it's very they small. Got, but they got a family dollar now. so They're big time. What, you know, what else do you need? Well, you know, I can hear that 
Is it, what is that? It's the washing Washer machine. It's very loud. <laughs> it's so So loud. what happened is I, so tomorrow night, I'm, I'm in charge of Team Kid at our church, which is our Wednesday night children's program. And tomorrow night is ugly sweater night. So today I went to Goodwill and picked up these ugly, very, very ugly sweaters. And they're so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that they're making a lot of noise. They're, they're like making the washer Sound basket like a, beat like up towels. against the side yeah. of the washer. Had to get them cleaned up. Though. So, yeah. Were they smelly? They, they no, not. I mean. Just kind of had the, the general standard Goodwill. Goodwill funk. The Goodwill funk. Yeah. But it's easy to get rid of. I love Goodwill. But how, you know what you can't. You know, if you buy a tie at Goodwill, it just has to funk forever because you, you can't, can't really wash, wash it. it. Yeah, you can't really wash it. I am a huge fan of Goodwill, and we have a really great Goodwill close to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I find the best deals, don't I? Mm-hmm. But you've got to be committed to digging through. Yeah. you got to dig through. Gotta, I was there for two hours patience. today. you got to patience for Goodwill. It was sure fun. I love that kind of shopping. So back to the 80s. <laughs> I don't know that they were all that ugly, but I do remember units. Do you remember that? Units? That that's what the girls were? Is uh, You've talked about that before. There was I, a store in the mall called Units. I don't and remember I remember that. like my junior high was like a lot of kids wearing, or girls wearing units. Yeah. They were basically like sweatshirts and, and leggings. It's, it, but did, it you all, say, did you say leggings? Is that not how you say it? Leggings? <laughs> It's it's pronounced that way, I think. Leggings? Leggings, yeah. No, no. Yeah, it's like a pant with a stirrup in it. No, no, it's leggings. With stirrups? Well, that's stirrup pants. That's something different. No, that's leggings. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right? What's a legging? Isn't that what you wear that has a stirrup, like a sock? I don't think sock? that's a word. A legging. I, I, think, I, I think that is a redneck way to say <laughs> leggings. <laughs> All right, so they would, they would wear... <laughs> Pants with stirrups that I called leggings. <laughs> I must have heard somebody say it. Why got Those my, are stirrup pants. I got these leggings at, at units. I wore stirrup pants to my first day of high school. So you would wear, um, you would wear, the the sweatshirt thing. The girls would. I wouldn't. Uh, they would wear stirrup pants, and then there was like this belt that would sort of wrap around all of it. Hmm. Units. Yeah. I don't remember that. It's weird. It was just weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in the 80s. I remember the thing where everybody would cut the tags out of their shirts. If they had brand name clothes, they would cut the tags out of their shirts. Then their mom would go buy a sweatshirt, and their mom would sew the tags on the sweatshirt. So you would have one shirt that just showed off what brands you were. So you, you could display all of your brands. That's cold-blooded. Which I could not have one of those yeah. because... Because I'd be like in ninth grade wearing Granimals. <laughs> Where'd you get that Sears? I got it to Animals. I don't think I had one of yeah, those because I never. Did you match. ever have a pair of guest jeans? Yeah, I mean, I had made guest jeans. No, you did. I mean, I did have guest. They were hand, hand-me-downs from my cousin Matt. Oh well, they were hand-me-downs. Yeah, yeah. So I, they were gray. And then I had some green ones one time. Did you ever have a, did, Pep, did, a Pepsi or Coca-Cola I, I had sweater? The, um, the jeans that had the flaps that folded the Gerbo, over. No, that was called. Um, Z Cavaricis. Z Cavaricis. Yeah. Yeah. E- 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 even even at a young age of being completely ignorant in most things, you know, I knew that is not that does not look right. I knew fashion wise. It, it was not. I mean, why would you want to add more fabric to your middle? Because not only did it have the flaps, it had pleats. 
Yeah, had to play. And it was stonewashed. Yeah, it was so bad. It Those was, were so bad. And no bad. pockets on the, oh, I didn't know on that. the back either. It was so bad. Very odd. Yeah, I, I don't know. There was something about things back then. Everything looks really high-waisted. Yeah. You know, it was all like all the pants, well, the pants were really, were all the pants were really high, high-waisted. Yeah. And you didn't feel like, you know, you look back and you think, yeah, we had pretty good hair and all that. And ha- the hair was huge. Mm-hmm. I was trying to explain it to, to my, my uh, stylist. I was telling her how back in the day, because she, you know, she was using the clippers and on my hair and getting it really cut close. I said, you know, back in the day, you just kind of did that around the ears <laughs> a little bit and just let the top grow huge. Yeah. You know? And it was just awful. It was bad. Lots of hair. 80s and 90s. Like the 80s spilled over quite a bit into the 90s. Yeah. It was just kind of nasty, you know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't as cool as Adelaide thinks. As it they was. think in their mind. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. Probably the way we think of the '60s. But she's she thinks the '80s look like the um, '80s inspired clothes that her yeah, and all her right, friends wear right, now. Right, right, which are awesome. Which are really cute. Yeah, yeah. They're not look. They're not wearing stone wash jeans or stirrup pants. What was the deal with the? Was it the acid wash pants that kids would wear, and then they would start to turn yellow? Yes. Oh. And then kids would be, and then, like, you'd have, so if that's not nasty enough to have pants that look like they've been peed on, is you've got, you're wearing, like, these, these girls would, like, wear, or, the, or I guess guys, I don't know who wore these, they would have, like, a giant duster. Yeah. Made of denim. Oh, my goodness. Turning yellow. It's <laughs> like, golly. You know, like, some dude with, like, all this, like, weird facial hair in ninth grade wearing a giant, and. Yeah. You know, his denim jacket and oh man i was i was cruising around back in those days with like this awesome um what's not it's like satin nylon i don't know what, what like those those jackets that are kind of yeah what 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 is that material a polyester i guess it was like yeah. it was like a it looked like satin yeah it was like a polyester with the bands yeah, with the with the bands on the arms. On the arms, yeah. It was like a polyester blue and gray and, or silver or whatever it was. Cowboy Dallas, colors. Dallas Cowboy from the 70s, like with the helmet with the one bar across the, the face mask. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and the star. And that's when everyone was loving the 49ers. But I was rocking like a vintage Cowboys jacket <laughs> proudly. Like, my man's Gary Hogaboom. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, so the '80s. But anyway, so it's interesting to think about that. Watching these shows, and and, and then Star Trek, the Next Generation, actually started in the '80s, and I, I can remember watching it then. So it's just weird. Yeah. It's weird how getting old is weird. Because I don't feel old. I yeah. don't. I I mean, I feel like you know achy sometimes, but I never <laughs> feel like my brain. I mean, I feel I feel as good now about my life as I ever did. Well, I talked to my mom today. Today's my mother's 66th birthday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Mom. And I talked to her today, and I, and I couldn't help myself from saying, can you believe that you're 66? Because I don't think of her as being that age. Uh-uh. And she said, it is the weirdest thing because I don't know how it happens, but it's like your brain never moves past feeling like you're about... 35 yeah and that's how you always feel yeah 
Yeah, you just yeah, that's good. Yeah. But you know, remember when we had that experience buying the lawnmower in Nashville? Have we ever have we talked about that before on the podcast? Like I don't that that feels like that's come up before. I don't know. Only hardcore listeners would know that that we've t- if we've ever talked about this. But um, remember what we went? We needed a lawnmower because we lived in that rent house and had so much property. Yeah. And and it had to be mowed, and so I went and just got like a push mower. It was like twenty inches across. It was, we, it would take me like six hours to mow those three yeah. lots. It was three lots I had to mow. So we, we looked at the paper, and this guy would like refurbish lawnmowers, and then he would sell them. So remember, we went to his house, and his yard was beautiful. He lived in a beautiful part of Nashville, and we, you know, we were just probably really dumpy. I mean, you probably look great, but I looked really dumpy. And I walked down there into his garage with long hair. You know, I'm a, like a singer, wannabe, and he's like. Come over here. Now I'm only going to sell you this lawnmower if you don't ruin it. Remember that guy? Yeah. Were you standing there? Yeah. He was like this like dude with his shirt off and it's like with the tan and the white chest hair and listen here. I don't I don't fix I fix these up, but I don't fix them up for people to take them and not take care of them. Now look, you're going to have to keep oil in this thing. And I'm going to show you right now where to put the oil. And he like went through this whole thing about a lawnmower, showed me like where how to fix it up, you know, make sure you change the blade or get it sharpened and I've just sharpened it and I'll and he just basically yelled at me for 15 minutes. It made me feel like a total idiot. And he was probably in his late 50s, wouldn't you say? I mean, maybe even in his 60s. He was seemed older. Yeah. Had quite a I think impressive, he was in his 60s. Yeah, like quite an impressive gray chest hair collection there <laughs> on his chest. Collection. What do you call that? A collection of hair. Yeah, it was, it was just very... Collection of individual yeah. gray hairs. Yeah, he'd been working on those. <laughs> anyway so we got when we get back in the car and i said i hope i never how do you get like that guy and you said i think it just happens when you get old and i've always remembered that you said that because i would because <laughs> i think myself on wednesday nights because we do the the children's meal and it has fallen to me to come in um to do the little devotional and prayer before the meal and, uh, you know, I, I go in there and it, and my, I'm just telling, I, I'm like, I'm like happy to infuri- infuriated. Uh, it takes five seconds. You're definitely going to be that kind of old man. I, don't I want, mean, I'm so I don't sorry be, to tell I'm you. I'm trying to love those kids. And then I look at them. You do love them. No, I, I mean, I know I'm trying you, to you be have, nice. You have a certain rapport with kids kids love you but you know you have that grumpy old manness about you they like it though but remember i mean it was just a few weeks ago that there were some kids sitting on that new couch that christy bought for the hallway mm-hmm. and you were like y'all stand up only grown-ups sit on that couch i said that to them yes no kids <laughs> that's terrible that's not your couch <laughs> But they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing, and, and it, yeah, they were it annoyed sitting on, you. They were sitting on the couch. That's all it takes. <laughs> I, I look at them, and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't let a kid sit there with those yellow blue jeans on, and I'm not going to let you sit there now with your phones and your attitudes. No, when I walk in there, you know what gets me is when I'm talking and they talk. That's what gets me. That's an age-old problem of talking to children. Yeah. So you know how I combat that? I turn up the microphone really loud. <laughs> I think they do pretty well whenever and you're I talking. And I use the, the LB Jordan line that I never heard, but I heard about. Hey, 
I'm preaching the gospel up here, and you're going to listen. You said that last Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good line, though, right? That's a good line. But, in, but you know, the kids get to do better these days than some of the adults sitting over there. Just, bah, 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 bah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm preaching the gospel here. Yeah. I'm tell, I'm saying something important. Yeah, but I'm usually the one that you're eyeing that um, is talking whenever you're they're talking. They're chattering. <laughs> some of the adults <laughs> trying to get the meal out. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. I have been How called dare. down in Sunday school a few times by, by yeah, Brother have, Chad. We have a chatty class, but I don't mind that, really. But it's, it's I'll tell you what, it's boys in that class that cause the problems. Oh, and yeah. I've learned who I can't sit next to because they're oh, yeah. whispering to me yeah. the whole time and they get me in trouble. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I don't want to talk about them. They probably don't even listen, but I do love our class. It's grown. It's huge. It's massive. I know. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's so fun. So it's good, you know, there's that point when you're in, you know, I'm assuming a lot of Southern Baptists are listening because um, that's mainly the only people we know. <laughs> that's not that's not true. <laughs> but uh, there's like this certain point in a Sunday school class's development where it starts to grow so large that you, you fear someone's going to come in and be like, y'all are going to have to break up. We're going to yeah. have to break this thing up into two cla- two two classes. Y'all can stay in the department, but we're breaking it up. And uh, I kind of did that with the class already. You know, we had we had from 20s to 40s in there. Well, 20s to 50s in there, really. So we kind of broke it up, 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. But you can kind of go wherever you want. But then I'm thinking, you know, this we're going to have to break this class up. And I don't think anybody wants to break up the class. So why do it? I don't know. I don't have to. I'm the pastor. Yeah. I, I don't have control to do anything. But I might have control to do nothing. That makes sense. <laughs> 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 it's more like you can just not do something right it's like winning by a tr- uh what's the what's the word i like to use not attrition i don't know i can't remember the word it's late <clears throat> so back to your mom i just want to say mrs clark happy i wish you the happiest of birthdays on your 66th birthday and uh you're not old in my mind you're the same age you were when i met you which I don't know how old you were then, but you're probably, she was probably in her 50s or 40s even. Very early 50s. Very early 50s, yeah. Yeah, I remember when parents got into the 50s and I was thinking, man, they're old. No, that wouldn't be no, right. No, she would have been it? in her late, no, 40s. late 40s. Late 40s. Late 40s. And I'm oh my in my gosh. early 40s. Yep. Oh, man. Getting old is weird. Yeah. But, but I know. when I'm selling lawnmowers, don't let me yell at people. That's all I ask. Since when do I have control over yeah, you? Yeah, but I will yell at them. I'll yell at them tomorrow night. I'll say something to them. Well, sometimes people need to be yelled at. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> so but don't listen to me. I'm turning 40 this year. I'm getting old and crappy, yeah, too. Yeah, but there's something <laughs> nice about being 40. There's something nice about not being in your 20s and 30s anymore, and I, I don't know. I still feel young, but I can tell that things are get, you know things are a little easier and you know what? What's bet, bet, best about it is that I I never have had just tons of s- smarts or wisdom. You know what I mean? No, you, you that's definitely not true. Know. Well, I just I've never felt like you know in my in my mind I'm very and I and I wouldn't say this is a bad way to be. If I was giving someone advice, I would say you know it's really good to maybe question your positions. Don't you think that's good advice? Yes. I, I would say. 
in the time that we've been married, especially, I think my attitudes, my opinions, my preconceived notions, my prejudices, my biases, I've examined a lot of them and have found that they were wanting. Would you say that's true? Like you've witnessed and we've gone together, I would say I've witnessed this in you too, that we have many of the things we thought growing up, we don't think those things anymore. You know, we treasure a lot of our heritage and the way that we grew up and, but the practices and the methods, a lot of it we've rejected, a lot of the theology we've rejected. Uh, or at least refined it or thought about it. Wouldn't you agree with that? Thought about it in a different way? I wouldn't way? say we've rejected it. I would say that. <clears throat> I'd say I've rejected some stuff. I've def- I've rejected some stuff. Well, yeah. Maybe we don't have to talk about it on the podcast. But you hit I just, me. I don't want to make it sound like that we. Um, <clears throat> I think we, okay, go ahead. What were we going to say? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say that we, you know, rebelled against the no, no, no. It's not a teaching re- of our childhood or something. No, I would say that we, we owe a lot to the teachings yeah, of our childhood. But I'd say we've gone deeper, or it's or it's gone to, we've we've gone even further back. We've we've become it's more, gone beyond what we learned in Sunday school. As right? Kids. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not it, which I, everybody should do that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just what happens when you get older. Yeah, is that you you get a a. a but I would say even things I learned, we went to a Baptist college, even things I learned at the Baptist college in the religion department, I've just had to say, you know, that I don't know that that some of that teaching was, I don't know, I want to be sensitive how I say that. I've just, uh, I don't believe that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe in some sense that where things were trending in a more theologically liberal way. We've become much more conservative in our theology. Definitely. And, uh, you know, so I don't know what was, and, and even, you know, I went to a big giant church and that was back whenever people were trying to talk about being seeker sensitive and just all these methods. And I've said before, you know, we were, we kind of grew up in a time in the church where the church really seemed schizophrenic. I don't, so Melissa and I had totally different experiences of church growing up though. Like there was a lot that was, that we experienced in common, but I went to a giant church and she went to a, how would you characterize it? A small church. A tiny, (laughs) like a regular church. Yeah. Yeah. I went to an abnormal church where you didn't know most of the people. I went to a small town church. I mean, it was the biggest church in our small town, but it was still small. Well, I think it's a, I think that's a normal church. Like I think a normal church can handle, you know. Well, the average church is small. Yeah. hundred, 200 people. I think that's about as big as you can get. You can get maybe a little bigger, but once you start getting to a certain number, there's not that many mega churches anyway, uh, anywhere, because it's just such an a strange thing to have pop up most churches are but so that was my experience was going to a big church your experience going to a little church. we have a lot a lot of things in common from from that experience but it, even thinking about the things that we relate with like I remember this whenever people were doing this or I mean even the little churches were doing these you know 40 days of this and doing all but it was like the church was it would change every so often well well now we've got to try this well, to get more people in, we've got to try this. Now we've got to do this. Right? We were experiencing a lot of the same fads and phases. Yeah, fads. It was faddish. Yeah. And I think that, you know, 
our generation having grown up with all those fads. I was thinking today, like, what do kids burn now? Like, you can't take your MP3s out and burn them. What do they do at camp? Like, it's, they, it they, seems they, so much less satisfying yeah, to just hit I'm delete. Just, I'm deleting all this music, <laughs> and then you can just download it again whenever you, when you get over that conviction. Like, well, we burned. Did, right? did you? Did you? Well, honestly, we, honestly, we joke a lot about burning secular cities. Did I, you ever really do it? I never burned any of my own. I never burned any either. But I never. I don't. I think all mine were just copies or stuff off the radio. Or I yeah. didn't have that many tapes. I had a. Few, I had like a little box that had some tapes in it. Yeah. But I didn't think any of it. But my mom wouldn't let me have that bad stuff. So like the stuff in yeah. my tape bin was like Elvis stuff and Beatles. Yeah, but it was still secular. Yeah, there were the, kids who were who were really getting rid of every music like yeah, that, that wasn't Christian. That's true. Oh, and I had a lot of Christian music too. But yeah. uh, like at camp, they would bring. So so like, here here's what was crazy. At camp, they would have a burning party. Like you'd smell it burning plastic. At camp. At the camp. But y'all had your own camp. Yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, right, was, that, that was, was just your church. No, it was like our church and like, you know, it was like 2,000 people. So there was a lot of people there at the camp. It was huge. It was at Mount Lebanon, maybe 1,500. Maybe I'm exaggerating there. But there was a lot of people. So, um, you know, whenever they would... So when they would have the bonfire sing-alongs? Yeah, they, 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 those, but I'm saying those, uh, you, you would have your individual church time. So we would go, our 200, 400, whatever it was, would go into a... <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. So it would go into like our own little thing, and that was our intimate time whenever we would hear our youth minister or whatever. But So this is what I'm saying, though. They shouldn't have had the Walkmans or the tapes there. You know, like the stuff that they, that got burned was was on the list that you weren't supposed to bring. Oh, yeah. So not only did they have conviction over the fact that they had were listening to nasty records, uh, they knew that they shouldn't have even brought them. And so they would wind up, you know, making a tape bonfire, getting high off the fumes, I guess. I don't know. That's Smelling hilarious. plastic. I love it. Yeah. So, but we've seen all these fads and trends and things, and I think we've we've really become, I guess, having, dim, having the church demonstrate so much frivolity. Um, <laughs> to use the Darcy word. <laughs> <laughs> we reject that frivolity. <laughs> We have found that the we found that the Puritans provide much more satisfying theology than <laughs> those those uh, whatever they were of our youth. Well, we're like makers. we're like um, we're like Puritans with attitudes with fun <laughs> fun Puritans. <laughs> fun Puritans. <laughs> well, I was telling CJ yesterday. I said, you know, I, I feel like my theology is really old now. Like when I. You know, it's very, very traditional, very conservative. And uh, and I said, but, you know, that's just because all the resources I use are on, like, Internet Archive. Mm-hmm. So I use all the free stuff that's, uh, you know, and, and I got my hands on a couple of commentaries this this week. I'm starting to preach through First Timothy, and I, I got a couple of modern, in the, but, you know, I still go back to the old stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm preaching through Acts on Sunday night, and I'm using old... Um, old commentaries just because they're so good i mean they they never let you down yeah so and you got to know which ones to use i mean you, you know who to stay away from and what's good but once you find those good those those guys that were just amazing you think how could they have such insight and they didn't have bible gateway you know they weren't able just to plug in a word a keyword and look up all the crossroads they had to do the hard work mm-hmm. with the books and <clears throat> i don't know they didn't have as much stuff to do but 
just just amazing. So I don't know where I was going with that, talking about kind of how oh just how we've changed so much as we've gotten older. Yeah. You know, and I think our I think spiritually, it's taken a long time because of all that you know ecclesiastical schizophrenia. It's taken a long time for us to sort of maybe find ourselves. Maybe we're too. Maybe we found ourselves. You know, like okay, this is who we are. And you're like, does that really take 40 years to figure out who you are? And then I think, what if it takes longer? Yeah. You know, maybe that's what, why guys... You know, when, we, when we're turning 60 and we're like, gosh, we've, we've just changed and grown so much since we were 40. Yeah. We'll, we'll be saying that. Yeah, I hope we are. Yeah. I mean, I hope you never stop growing. Yeah. I thought about that, you know. That's, a, that's something, you know, we're going to do the... Um, shout out to Andy Rogers. We're going to do the senior adult banquet at his church, you know. Yeah. In First Baptist Breck. First Breck. I love First Breck. Awesome. <laughs> That's Breckenridge, Texas. You've, you've already done some speaking down at First Breck, haven't you? They are the sweetest people. Sweet people. I'm Breckenridge looking forward is to awesome. Going back. You know what's cool about Breckenridge? For those of y'all that don't live in Texas, um, there, we have like oil, oil wells all over. You know, you, you drive and you just see the pump jacks going up and down. And But most of the most places, pump jacks are like, you know, you drive out of town, you start to see what we call the oil patch, which is just in people's pastures, but you can see the tanks and the and the pump jacks, especially out here where we live, lots of wells. But in Breckenridge, they the boom was so big in Breckenridge, there's just pump jacks in town. Like you you drive to the high I think it's the high school and there's one in the parking lot. You know? That's, that's a really that's cool. an oil town. You know, now that's Texas. That's Texas. And then there's some old <laughs> pictures of Breckenridge where you just look at, look, they even have a big derrick still right downtown. You know, they got the big, a yeah. big model of an oil derrick, or maybe, I don't know, I don't think it was a real oil derrick. But, you know, just kind of a neat thing about Breckenridge. So we're going to go down there and kind of sing. We'll do some, our songs and some gospel songs, and maybe I'll sing them a Elvis number. And, uh, but then maybe kind of in the devotional part of it, or speaking to them, you know, what do you what do you say to senior senior adults? And I guess as I've gotten older, I realize, you know, maybe don't. If Andy's listening, he'll be sweating now. I say, don't talk to them like they're like they're done learning. You know, don't yeah. talk to them like they can't. Um, you know, still completely have their life revolutionized by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. If it's never happened. You know, and we have senior adults in our church, and I'll say something or preach something, and it's not, you know, to come up and say, well, I've never, never heard that before. I've never heard that before in my life. Yeah. Which is kind of sad in a way, but I guess that's what I'm saying is I learn things all the time at 40, and I think, oh, if I would only have known this when I was 20, if yeah. if, so, if, if if I'd only had someone teach me this. You know, 20 years ago, who knows how, how much benefit I could have been to the kingdom, you know? Hmm. I mean, and I trust God, and I trust his timing and, and, and our learning, but I, uh, that's why I take teaching that, those young people in the Sunday school class so seriously, is it's all the things I wish someone had told me when I was their age. Right. And yet, what were we doing? We were just like, just just being silly like it just the church was just silly that no one was talking about anything that was now of course it could have been that i wasn't listening like i always put that little caveat in there i was like i don't know what they were talking about back then and somebody could say 
Yeah, you weren't checked in. You weren't. You were doing whatever you wanted. I mean, I would acknowledge that too. Yeah. You know that maybe if you say, "Well, why weren't you mentored or whatever?" Well, maybe it's because you didn't want to be. You know, maybe that maybe it was there, and I and I was just not spiritually in that zone to be discipled. Right. You think that's true? Um, I I wouldn't. I I don't look back on our experiences in churches, you know, when we were younger as, as silliness, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think it was really important. You think I'm not being fair saying silly? Um, I kind of, kind of, no, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) You're too sweet. I mean, I just think that. I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about necessarily the the intention or the individual churches. I'm saying that the way the culture of our tribe was acting all those all during all that time yeah i get that but i think that <clears throat> there is there was still a lot of benefit in what went on during that time I agree. and i i had a lot i mean of course i experienced salvation i had a lot of spiritual growth i would say explosive spiritual growth in this small town with no youth minister you know, we were just, we were just kind of going after God on our own, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a really neat experience. And I would say the same of, I think, I think that in our marriage, there have been times, there were times early on when we were not that serious about it. Yeah, I agree. You know, so maybe we were being silly about it, but I think that there was real life ministry. There was real there was real teaching going on, you know. I mean, some teachings better than others, of course. Well, I, I would say we we I would say we would struggle with cynicism over certain things. Like, was this is this still? I mean, I just remember going to you know, is, like as early or late or what do you want to say? That's two thousand four. I mean, that was just a few years after we were out of college. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, going to Sunday school. I mean, you had you hadn't even been out of college for five years at that time. Going to Sunday school and the 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 big what, what would be like every other week? What was the big topic of conversation? Can we drink margaritas? So can we go out with the other teachers and go eat, drink margarita for margarita night? <laughs> and can we have big screen TV? And, yeah, and and yeah, should, <laughs> should we buy a big screen TV? That was when those LED, LCD, whatever high def was coming out. So you know, should we get a big screen TV? Should, what kind of fixtures should we pick out for our house? Should we be building a house? Should, but I mean, that seems that seems even more like spiritually um, mature than the conversation that would keep coming up, which was, "Can you drink margaritas?" And I would just say, if I have to, li-, you know, my attitude back then was, if I have to listen to that conversation one more time, you know, yeah. Uh, and and I think the reason it kept coming up is because there was really no no one guiding that. And I would say the the most explosive spiritual growth in my life came after that, after two thousand, around two thousand six, when, as I was sharing in Sunday school, high speed internet brought alive to us all these fantastic teachers that were putting their sermons on the internet. Right. And I'd never heard I'd never heard these guys before. Well, I think that that was, um, I, I think that as far as the teaching is concerned. 
we were subject to the area of the country where we live as far as what the prevailing teaching was. Mm-hmm. Once we started hearing teaching, you know, from from other resources, then yeah, like from it professors, was then, a, and, then a whole yeah. new theology mm-hmm. from opened the, up. Yeah, from the, theologians, really. We was, I mean, instead right. of hearing guys that you know were pastor t- teachers, but you know, I don't. I, and and it was more of a topical. The sermons were topical. You know, I grew up in a, a church that was exegetical, so pretty good background of Bible knowledge. But it was just, and I and I know I'm probably being too critical, but. And I'm not saying I wasn't even part of the problem back then. I mean, I was. That was the what I would have said. Yeah, this is what's great about our church. You know, I have a lot of criticisms in my mind of the, of the church at large. That's what I'm talking about in the Bible Belt when we were growing up. But I hesitate to criticize the individual churches, specific churches that we went to, yeah. because I experienced a lot of growth in all of our churches. Yeah, and, and I think there were well-meaning, God-loving. Um, pastors and staff members and deacons and Sunday school teachers. And that's, I wouldn't want to say, I mean, in all those, God was still working us up to this. If we hadn't had those experiences and had, you know, that way of thinking for so long, we wouldn't be where we are today with the, the, and I guess that goes back to my way, 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 like five points ago. Because I was going to (laughs) say the great thing about, you know, I never felt like I was really, even during those times, I just felt kind of, like, well, how do we know what to think and what, what's right? And, you know, right. you start to hear all these different uh, viewpoints. Um, there, there were a lot of waters that um, the church was trying not to wade into right. whenever we were uh, younger. Yeah. And um, I think it, it did Christianity a disservice there for a period of a number of years and, yeah. and ended up creating, you know, a, a shallow understanding of the scripture and of, and of God yeah, yeah. and of, and of our own faith. Yeah. And, and I think it pr- pr- served to really promote man, you right. know, and our, our own abilities and, and all these things. But, you know, it, those, those were confusing times, I think, and and then I think things got clearer, and they're getting clearer now. And I think a lot of the people who were in the thick of all of that, looking back on it, also feel that, you know, it was not, you know, that wasn't the direction we should have gone, and we can see it now. You know, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. When I have, I have friends that we talk about how we were in college, I'll say, gosh, these college kids these days, they're so much more mature spiritually. They're just leap. Uh, leap years. They're light years ahead. They're, they're, like, they're like four years ahead. They're like a leap year. February 29th. They're light years ahead of where we were. And and I, I've had that conversation with several people like, what, what what's the difference? Well, they've been exposed to, to better teaching. Like yeah. te- the teachers are more accessible than, than they were when, when we were younger. We just, mm-hmm. we didn't know, yeah. you know? And so it, it just, just, Total, totally different. But then as you go through the years and and you say, well, I've, I've seen this before, so we don't want to do that. And, we st- and I still make mistakes and, and you know, I come up with, someone will come up with a question and I won't know the answer. And I'm looking through First Timothy thinking, what are we going to, what am I going to say about women in ministry? And what am I going to say about this? And, and uh, still thinking, oh my goodness, it's going to be hard to preach that. That's going to upset somebody. But it's almost like you've waded through 
the uh, or walked through the the minefield enough to where you know where where you're going to have problems and you kind of just know okay avoid that that's that's not something you want to no it's not, not avoid the problem that's not the way to deal with this right. there's a better way okay, to because we've seen that that doesn't work we, it or, didn't yeah, work yeah that didn't work or that was a mis and maybe that's one of the real benefits of age is is you and maybe people think well you're just being cranky you're just being you're just being negative. You're just being like an old man with you're a being, lawnmower. You're like, yeah, right. Yelling. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm just telling you what you're doing is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to. It's not good. because there's a lot of things I do now. I was like, that's not going to work. That's not. People get an idea. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. And they'll say, I bet he has a collection of gray hairs on yeah. his chest. <laughs> I had one this morning. <laughs> it's like pull that thing. I'm young again. <laughs> We have got to wrap up this podcast. No, we're not done yet. We're not. We're not finished. It's not time for pole dark. <laughs> I want to say you. I want to say you. You put up a very, um, a very um, sensitive, uh, sensitive. Um, I'm not sure what the term to use is. What, what would you say about that status update you put up on your Facebook feed where you said, you know, when I was a kid. I listened to, well, I read The Sweet Valley High. You know, I loved those books. <laughs> yeah. I, I never could tell if I loved Sweet Water High or <laughs> if it was Valley Girls Babysitter Club or something uh, <laughs> that I liked the most. I read all those. No. I was um, a Hardy Boys man. Yeah, I put up a, a Facebook status yesterday. Just kind of, I mean, I wasn't really expecting to get as many responses as I did. I was thinking about those Sweet Valley High books, which was a really popular series when I was a kid, back to the 80s, y'all. And Units. The books, you know, it was one of those leggings. series that... <laughs> girls wearing leggings. 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 Sweet Valley High, Sweetwater. Um, it was one of those series that just went on and on and on, and there were ghostwriters doing all this stuff. But in those series of books, the intro of the book was always exactly the same. They would just basically copy and paste the wording. And in every book, it described these twin girls who were the stars of the books. It was Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield. Mm -hmm. And they were blonde, tan, and the book always described them as being the perfect size six. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about how that in my mind, has always stuck with me the perfect size as a size six, you know. That's that's just what was solidified in my brain by reading those books as a kid. Mm -hmm. That somehow in my mind, I've always been convinced, you know, okay, size six, size six is the goal. It's always the goal because that's the perfect size. Even though now a size six is, pro I mean, they yeah, would say a size two, two is yeah. considered. But um, anyway, so I just put that up and said, you know, do you have any distinct memories from your childhood that shaped your ideas of body image? And the responses that I got, my goodness. Gut-wrenching. I mean. We're sad. So heartbreaking. Yeah. All of the things that <clears throat> just have been said, you know, to women that I know when they were young kids that they never forgot, that has stuck with them, that convinced them at a very early age that they were ugly, that they were overweight, that they could never have a chance of being pretty. Mm. Um, it, it was just, man, it's just, it's just hard to be a human being, I guess. You know, but I always had the opposite 
uh, opinion of, of, of girls than that. You know? I've always appreciated that about you. Because I always thought, I have this theory, and I, and I developed the theory very young, that there's something really pretty about every girl. You know? And that's why whenever that we would have dances in college, I would try to dance with every one of them. You know why? Because I thought they all looked great. I thought they were all <laughs> awesome. You know? You were a little girl crazy. Yeah, but some, yeah, some were big and some were smaller and some were tall and some were shorter or whatever, right? But in their own way, they were all, like, I could see the thing about them that was awesome, that was beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, that, that uh, I, I don't... I don't know how I developed that, except that I thought, you know, um, if a girl would talk to me, that really made her attractive. <laughs> I was really worried about what she looked like. I was like, oh my goodness, attention. <laughs> That's funny. No, no, it's true. It's true. I mean, they're just all, I just thought girls were the greatest. And I still think that about about girls. I think that they're so much more thoughtful and sensitive um, you know, just the way that their brains work. We've talked about that before, how I joke with, with the guys in my class or the folks in my class. I say, guys walk into a a Sunday school classroom and, and all they think is, where are the donuts? <laughs> but what does a girl think when she walks into Sunday school? Uh, well, she's just aware of a, a million different things yeah. going on in the room at once. How's my hair? How's her hair? She got a haircut. Is she mad at me? Is she happy with me? Is she is she mad at him? Is he upset? Is she upset? That's how That's how a girl thinks. <laughs> And I think that's that's pretty great that you think that way, you know. Well, it's all relational. Yeah, it's all relational. Yeah. But you know, I I do think you know the more I've dwelt on this idea, um, I think it's so easy for women to become to literally become obsessed with our appearance, and I'm not just talking about being vain in the way that we normally think about it. Mm-hmm. I think that we can we can practically be paralyzed mm. by our insecurities mm. and by the way that we think about our own body and face. And um, I think it is a real spiritual detriment to us when we are so obsessive about appearance. And I don't think it's something that we intentionally do. I don't think that we're trying to sabotage our own spiritual growth or um, our spiritual awareness. But I think we do it because we spend so much time thinking about the physical mm-hmm. instead of the spiritual. Yeah. And I think guys can become paralyzed in a similar way. You know, when when because a guy, he and maybe less about thinking, he doesn't think he wants to be pretty. I mean, there are some guys that do, but most guys are not worried about being pretty or looking handsome. They're worried if I do this or what are, I mean, they're they're still stuck in like seventh grade mode, you know, a grown man. And he's worried, what are people going to think if I do this? Is someone going to laugh at me? You know, and he's, he's got tremendous insecurities and, uh, you know, I've tried to never develop that since. You know, I don't mind being silly or goofy or funny or silly, you know, whatever, um, on the edge, having fun. But I, I see a lot of guys are, are just, they're kind of, you can kind of be a dud if you're not careful. And maybe that's the same thing with the girls. You can kind of make yourself because you're so, you're so fixed on, 
you know, thinking about these things like a guy would think about whether or not somebody respects him. That you, you can really miss a lot of enjoyable things about a moment whenever you're just focusing on something like that that no one else in the whole room is thinking about. Well, the bottom line is for both cases, <clears throat> or for whatever it is that you obsess about, about yourself, um, the bottom line is that it's focusing on yourself so much that you, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be a lot of use to the kingdom whenever you spend that much time obsessing over yourself. And right. what people think about you and how you're perceived. Mm-hmm. We have to move past that if we're gonna um, if we're gonna reach our potential, you know, and what God wants to do with us and what he wants to use us for. We can't be so just singularly focused on these things that don't matter. Yeah. I mean God is looking for people that are focused on the task at hand. You know, and, and anyone that you would take on for a position in your organization or that you want to help, help help you get something done, you know, and say, hey, we're going to get this done. And then someone cannot stop thinking about themselves. I mean, that happens, you know, and you'll be out doing something and, and somebody just, is, you know, you've all we've all been in that situation. Someone can't stop whining, can't stop talking about their own little problems that they're having here. They're not focused at all on the task. Mm-hmm. And and we don't want to we don't want to get that mindset where we're more important than than the, the you know than the kingdom and the king and the task of the king that he's given us. So right. it's good stuff, good blog. So I guess now we pretty let's try to wrap it up before we're going to go an hour. So if you've got a long commute, you're welcome. The truckers are going to like truckers it. Like Our it. trucker listeners. We've got a few Thanks trucker for listening, listeners. Guys. And you know, and and you could break it up into two parts too late they they you know this is the very end so you should have said that at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> well i could still i could break it up into two parts i could, I could break it into part one and part two that's all right they can handle it yeah you could stop it at 30 minutes in and then i mean you could have just quit listening by now which is probably what happened <laughs> i always like doing that say did anyone make it actually to the very end <laughs> There, uh, I, I know. I, I, I know that Michaelin, my mother, made listen, it to the end. She I'm listens sure. to the bitter end. Yes. Yeah. So, mom, since you listen to the end, I think you're one of the most beautiful people I've ever met, inside and out. And happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, and for everyone else, happy birthday to you as well. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Y'all have a great week. Right, bye bye.